0: Back to the champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is
1: Andy Spateri, and as always I'm joined by Taylor Wells. How you doing, pal? I'm doing okay. It's been a long week, but some good some good stuff in there.
0: How about you? In uh, I'm I'm doing okay as well. Um, Calgary, Alberta, the city where I live, is uh, this smog-filled, hazy city for the last week. So uh uh, there's a bunch of forest fires going on in british columbia the province right next to us so it looks like it's nighttime at about noon because there's so much smoke it looks like a heavy fog and it's awful it's awful for my eyes and my and my nose it's doing all it's making me go haywire but aside from that fact I'm doing pretty good
1: yeah it's pretty crazy i I live in l a so I've had my fair experiences of um forest fires well not forest fires but more like the like our our mountains yeah. and hills have a lot of really. Dry... When I was in San
0: Francisco in October, uh, we flew out just before, the, like half the valley set on fire. Yeah, so that, was kind of, that was good timing. But uh, yeah, about every August it's uh, it's forest fire season, and so this year has been the worst I've ever seen. Actually, the, That's uh, crazy the smoke though. is just like so so thick, and and it's not good for for anybody I wear contacts too so it's it's really tough on my eyes Oof. so I'm, I'm if if we had video on this show it would look like I'm actually crying because my eyes are red and I have tears coming down my face even though all my windows are shut oh I thought that was just my effect on you uh no that well
1: the it's crying bit, at least less,
0: the the anger on my face is your effect on me. The uh, the agony that seems to overtake my my bones is your effect on me. This week, though, the tears in my eyes, that's from the smoke. Everything else is from you. So what's up, Excellent. everybody? We've we've got a good show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of cool things we've got on the docket. Uh, some Nintendo Switch discussion, and uh, it's. Growing, how do I say this? Growing critical acclaimed library. So I have a couple questions for Taylor about that. Uh, We're going to touch on some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate rumors. But first, just wanted to throw out a few things for you guys. Coming out this week on Zelda Dungeon, uh, where there's the debut of two new features. So the first is we have a big feature coming out. And it involves every single writer from Zelda Dungeon. Everyone chimed in and uh, gave their two cents on their least favorite part. In their favorite Legend of Zelda game, so it, it's kind of cool because, like, we uh, we had to think a little bit about this because, uh, you know, obviously Taylor and I are both really big Oak Green of Time fans. So to pick apart some instances in that game that we like aren't very good, it's tougher than it sounds, actually.
1: It was really difficult. I I had to spend probably I don't know, like it, at least over a week. Trying to think of something, and then I realized I was trying too hard from a gameplay standpoint, and I can't really critique Ocarina of Time on gameplay because most of my current critiques stem a lot from the fact that, like, I'm now much more used to modern gaming, so I feel like it's a little more—it's a little unfair to apply those critiques to a game that's what over almost twenty years old now. It's no, it 20 is twenty years, years old.
0: old. Yeah. Not quite, but close. Yeah. Really close,
1: actually. Like October or November or something like that?
0: Uh, November. And actually, spoiler alert, we're going to have a big feature for Ocarina of Time's 20th anniversary edition. Aw, yeah. But yeah, it it is tough. And, uh, of course, other writers with their favorite games feel the same. So there's there's a bunch of uh, topics about Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, The Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, etc., etc. You've run down the list. And so it was kind of fun to try and think of uh, all these annoying quirks in these games that, that we didn't really like, even though for the most part, we love them. So uh, that's going to be a really big feature coming out. You've got uh, a dozen or more writers kind of coming together together to
1: make this feature happen. So um, It's that, really yeah, cool it's too, to because you see a yeah, lot of like kind of expected things, but there are also a couple of, of wrenches thrown in there, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I would say actually, um, there was there was a few things that I saw that I was like, okay, well, th- yeah, this is obvious. I didn't like this in this game either. But then, um, by and large, it, there was some stuff that uh, that I was just like, oh, that's like kind of a weird personal thing not to like about the game. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. That's going to be coming out this week on ZeldaDungeon.net. The exact day is pending, but uh, I'm thinking maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. So definitely check that out. And uh, the other new feature that we launched, and this is going to be a really uh, self-gratifying plug here, so I'm sorry to everybody, I've started a new feature, it's called Inspired by Zelda. It is a monthly feature, and I'm going to be diving into games that are inspired by Zelda. They're Zelda-like games, uh, games that I'm going to be reviewing and talking about, and uh, basically just letting every Zelda fan know that, you know, if you like Zelda, you'll probably like this game. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be doing going forward. I'm very excited about it. There's a there's a ton of just great gems out there that um, the developers were Zelda fans growing up, and they've they've worked a lot of those elements into their games. So if I can help uh, kind of get a lot of some more eyes on those games, then I feel like that would be really cool. Um, a lot of these games were recommended to me by other people and stuff like that too. So. Uh, it goes back even to a couple months ago when uh, Taylor and I interviewed Rod from um, Castle Pixel. Blossom Tales. Uh, of course, he makes Blossom Tales, and so that's a great inspired by Zelda game. So the the goal is just to shine a light on these really cool titles. Um, the series debuted last week, uh, and it's all about Stranger Things the game, which is a mobile game, which is licensed off of Stranger Things the show. So right there, you probably think that that's, this game is going to be awful. But it, it exceeds all expectations. It's a really great game. It's a really it's a it's a free game, and it just does everything so well. So, uh, we're also going to have a follow up Q and A with the developers of that game in the next coming weeks. So, uh, yeah, really excited about that series. Head over to Zelda Dungeon and check it out. And now, for the show proper. Uh, so we're going to segue off that. Actually, mm. we're going to segue from that. Into our topic of this week, the famous Stranger Things segue. the game. Oh yes, the, this whole show is actually based on this segue. Stranger Things the game is a mobile game based off of the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. It's it's pretty much, pretty much a clone of that with a few tweaks. This week we're going to be talking about if Stranger Things the game can be a successful inspired by Zelda game. Why? haven't we got a mobile Zelda game yet? Do you think it's coming? What do you want to see out of it? And, you know, hopes and dreams for that title. Because I think that it's probably... I think it's probably an inevitability that we're going to get a Zelda title of some capacity on your mobile phones sooner
1: or later. Would you agree with that? I think it's definitely inevitable. I I don't think that Nintendo... Would miss out on the opportunity to take advantage of something like that. I'm not sure whether we will get something along the lines of a full, like, full fledged Zelda title, but you know, something to pass the time. You know, maybe maybe something fun like a Triforce Heroes esque Zelda game Mm -hmm. uh, is probably completely likely.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you look at it, and and Mario. Animal Crossing, uh, Fire Emblem, Pokemon, like all all the heavy hitters are are already on mobile, and it seems like Zelda is the last kind of juggernaut that needs to be ported over. So I think that it's gonna happen, and I know a lot of fans are split on this. Uh, I think I I think I did a piece about this about a year ago, asking what you'd want to see out of a mobile Zelda game, and a lot of fans are split. And, you know the, <laughs> the most predominant answer was like I wouldn't want to see a mobile Zelda game. But playing playing Stranger Things a game makes me think that this can be done and it can be done well. Um, I think it's entirely possible to get something, maybe not quite on the scale of A Link to the Past, but let's say on the scale of Link's Awakening. I think that you could make that game on mobile.
1: You definitely could, and we've talked about this before. And where there's this sort of stigma. With uh, that's attached to mobile games and how much of, I want to say like the gaming community proper has been pretty hostile towards like major series and major uh, titles being, I guess mobilized is. is Let's also
0: let's also throw a bone and say like this hasn't been entirely unjustified either.
1: Yeah, it's totally it is fair because you know when we're we're dealing with games like Candy Crush and you know, all these pay-to-win titles. Like, e- even some of the really fun Final Fantasy titles that I've I've encountered, like Brave Exvius and... Um, oh, there was another one that was kind of like a... a hmm. I'm not thinking of it exactly, but, like, where they focus a lot on kind of pay-to-win structures where if you're willing to spend money in the game, you're going to get a lot farther than if you're just going to do the free-to-play model. Um, there's a Dragon Ball game for mobile that I currently play as well that has a similar feature called Dokkan Battle, but uh, that that kind of negativity kind of stems into, you know, people's I think a lot of people's opinions when, when talking about putting major series on mobile games. Uh
0: Yeah, or mobile and, and you systems. know what? So I, I think that Nintendo's done a pretty good job to kind of buck the trend um, with their mobile games. I would say that all of their mobile games, they haven't exactly been home runs, but they haven't been disasters either. I think that like the structure of Pokemon Go is fair. So you, you don't necessarily need to sink money in that game to improve or anything like that. So I think that that's fair. I think that Fire Emblem Heroes is fair um i haven't really played the animal crossing game too much but uh, i know that some people are really into it but i was wondering if you thought that if legend of zelda is is going to end up on you know your android or iphone do you think that they're going to go the super mario run route where you know you're just going to pay a premium for that game or do you think that it's going to be a free-to-play game because i think that i speak for everybody when i say like the worst thing about playing mobile games is pretty much always the ads and stuff like that right um, yeah, that's that's a really tough I question. Don't, I don't believe that Nintendo would put ads into the game, so it makes me think that you know maybe it would be a premium game, but uh, but I don't know. Like, what do, what do you think is tomorrow? Nintendo announces a mobile Legend of Zelda game. What do you think that game looks like?
1: I think, honestly speaking, because it would be a Zelda title, and if we're talking like a full Zelda title, we're not we're not saying oh it's gonna be you know Legend of Zelda card battle DX or whatever you know then i'm i'm definitely thinking we'll go the premium route like maybe a 999 or 499 Zelda title and it's you know x amount long it features you know uh, gameplay that is accessible on mobile but you know doesn't take away i guess from from the Zelda feel or mechanics mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as ads go if it's yeah if it's a if it's a free-to-play title I think I think ads are almost guaranteed in some way shape or form if it's a premium see, title that's, no. that's what
0: really impressed me about stranger things is that there are no ads hmm. in that game anywhere um, so yeah it's uh I think that it could be done i i remember a few months ago i was really uh i was really pumping up the fact that uh um four swords is gonna get re-released for nintendo online and like obviously that didn't end up happening but that would also be kind of a cool um way to get Zelda on your mobile phone too without you know anything too too serious that the fan base might uh bulk at for lack of a better term you think you think that could be uh something that we'd see
1: Oh, absolutely. I as I said earlier, like I think something like Triforce Heroes or or Four Swords would be wonderful on the mobile platform. And I think that especially now with phones becoming more and more advanced and coming even ever closer to becoming actual, you know, PCs and things like that, just held in your hand, these things are totally doable and could be executed in a way that isn't terrible, you know what I mean? Um.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think. I think that I like. I would really like to see them at least take a crack at it.
1: Um, yes, absolutely.
0: I like. After playing Stranger Things, it it just like, uh, it just makes me think like, okay, if these guys can take the Zelda formula and use it to make a great game. Then why can't Nintendo take their own formula and use it to make, you know, the definitive phone game that kind of finally brings, you know, mobile gaming to a level of certain respectability where you don't have to, where half your fan base isn't going to say like, oh, well, don't put it on mobile, that's how you make it good. You know what I mean? I think that Zelda could be that game that does that. And I just after after playing this game again, uh, Stranger Things that is, I just, I really want to see them take a crack at it and make this definitive, you know, mobile Zelda game.
1: So, are you concerned, are you concerned, as concerned as I am, though, like, if they, if we end up with something like crossbow training?
0: No, I, I wouldn't be concerned. Even if you did end up with something like a crossbow training, you could just, I mean, you could just write that off as like, okay, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's uh, it's a silly Zelda side game or whatever. Um, and if that's the way that Nintendo wanted to go, I guess, you know, I guess you couldn't blame them for just making a game and slapping the Zelda name on it because that's a safer route. But I I, I truly believe that if they're going to put Zelda on mobile that they're going to actually, like, make the effort to legitimize it. Um, I, I think it'd be a bummer and a missed opportunity if they did, like... Uh, you know, like a silly crossbow training or like whatever that Nintendo land game is called. Um, would it be fun? Sure. Would it be, would it be what I want? No, not really. And I don't think that you'd make any progress towards like, you know, I I don't think that would be something that would help when people say like, Oh, Nintendo makes quality phone games. So I think that would just be something that, you know, you could see as a, as a safe transparent bet.
1: And that's definitely something that I was leading into. If if we were to get that kind of thing, it it would be really unfortunate. But yeah. that being said, because of things like Stranger Things and, you know, all these other successful mobile games that are really hitting their stride in the market now, you know, there's definitely potential for a fantastic cool. Yeah, and, uh, and
0: I mean, I also want to see that game because I think that top down 2D Zelda games are unfortunately going to be fewer and far between going forward. Uh, you sure. know, once, once the 3DS is officially retired. So I think that would be a great platform for them. So I just, I'm really hoping that they uh, they just go all in and they make like this, you know, kick ass mobile Zelda game. And Maybe i will finally things, get my Link's really Awakening think, remake. Yeah, like they, yeah, they could totally do that. That'd be that'd be cool. Like honestly, they could probably just port over some of their other games to to mobile and charge you five bucks, and I bet you lots of people would play them. I would. But so my point is, after playing Stranger Things, is I really think that they can do it. I think that they should do it. Um, if anybody hasn't played this uh, this Stranger Things game and they're a fan of Stranger Things the show, like I am, you should definitely check it out. It's really cool. Alright, on to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate.
1: There's been a it lot like of news. seems like a week doesn't concerns. go by where we yeah. don't talk about
0: Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> uh, of course, that's coming out in December for the Nintendo Switch. And we have a rumor roundup this week, and it pertains to The Legend of Zelda. So let's just dive right in. There is a GameFAQs user by the name of LOZ18, which we can only... Assume stands for Legend of Zelda. And uh, he is saying that he has some inside sources. And uh, his inside sources are telling him that Skull Kid is to be confirmed as a playable character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, Now, normally these people are a dime a dozen. You know, my uncle works at Nintendo kind of thing. But uh, apparently, this user correctly predicted the day before the E3 presentation that uh, Ganondorf would be appearing in his Ocarina of Time, um, guys that Zelda would look like her, a Link Between Worlds counterpart, that Link would have remote bombs. Um, so he got like, I, he got a few of those things right. So, you know, there there is some uh, credence behind him saying that Skull Kid could be a playable character in Super Smash Bros. Gut reaction... What do you think?
1: Mm. I'm very very hesitant. I want to say yes, absolutely. But in my heart, I struggle with accepting the fact that Nintendo would take would have taken so long to to do this and like for example, like a lot of people didn't expect King K. Rule as a as a reveal, and I will hands down admit that was not at the top of my list of expected things for them to do. But there was also precedent in the fact that he, to my knowledge, I don't believe he appears in a assist trophy in any of the uh, Smash games. And, uh, no, he he doesn't. Yeah, and he like there wasn't really any mention or like, specifics regarding his character ever being in a Smash, other than, oh, it's a possibility because, hey, we've pulled from Donkey Kong, so why not pull one of his more iconic villains? But with Skull Kid, Skull Kid, for the longest time, has been, in some form or another, in Smash, whether as an assist trophy or as what those stickers kind of deal. Um...
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, those stickers didn't, like, whatever, everybody was a sticker. Right.
1: But he he was an assist trophy
0: in, in Smash for Wii U, and he uh, did some funky things with the stage. and He moved the stage around and stuff like that.
1: Um, and he, he was also the mo- one of the more requested characters in, for the DLC, if I remember correctly as well.
0: Uh, I, I don't know about that. They, they, so some dude was in our Discord and he was he was really pushing that this was legitimate. It was going to be announced. I think like I I think it'd be really cool if Skull Kid was announced for Super Smash Bros. However, this is what this is what my brain tells me. My head tells me that if you're gonna have Skull Kid in Super Smash Bros., you would have probably got him in Super Smash Bros. for Wii U because that came out 2014, which is the same year that Majora's Mask 3D came out. So the timing for that seems to make more sense to me. The second part of that tells me that if Skull Kid was a fighter in Smash Bros, his final smash, to me, would be obviously the moon crashing down on the stage. And so the moon was revealed as an assist trophy. So that those, those two points just seem to me to say like probably unlikely. Granted, we haven't had confirmation that Skull Kid is an assist trophy again in this game so like, there is a chance it's not impossible I just I don't see
1: it well let's delve into that a bit if the moon is not his final smash then what would be his final smash well what, what, what do you think Nintendo and um, I mean obviously well, I mean, first
0: of all you you could still have some version of the moon crashing be his final smash I guess which which I think that'd be kind of lame but you could uh, you could also have him turn into Majora's Wrath, which I I would just assume that this would be part of his regular smash moves is is him taking elements from Majora's Wrath and incarnation and using those. So again, both of those don't seem likely. Like to me, like his slam dunk obvious final smash was the moon crashing down on everybody, kind of like Ness's uh, PK Starstorm, and just mm-hmm. damaging everybody in that area. So that's it. Seems to me. Like I, I don't know. And and I mean, a character's final Smash being uh, you know, used in the in another part of the game already shouldn't be obviously the, the defining criteria for if a character is gonna make it in or not. But then like my, my other rationale is is okay, so Majora's Mask 3D came out in two thousand fourteen and he wasn't in the Smash game that came out that same year. So flash forward to two thousand eighteen Breath of the Wild has come out. So it, it just makes sense to me that if you were going to put a new Zelda character in, they would be from Breath of the Wild. Like, Wouldn't they?
1: I would agree. The other argument would be that because Link has gotten the Breath of the Wild treatment, so to speak, in, in Smash Ultimate, that you don't necessarily need another character from... From Breath of the Wild, but then it also doesn't make okay, sense but because then you have Young Link in the game. So why yeah, do you, you need young Skull Kid? in the game. Exactly. It's so it's tough. Like why why can't we just yeah, put Zant in the game? Or Groose? Well, Let's wants. get some Groose in here.
0: I I I actually think it's probably a pretty decent chance that Impa ends up in the game in her Skyward Sword, um guys as an Echo Fighter of Sheik. I could see I, that. Would love that.
1: Yeah, because I mean,
0: when we we look at it right now, so Breath of the Wild has Link, A Link to the Past slash A Link Between Worlds has Zelda, Ocarina of Time has Ganondorf, um, Majora's Mask has Young Link, The Wind Waker has Toon Link, so really, um, you know, really that's a lot of games covered with Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess being the really big games that are the exception to this rule. But, uh, like, I, I I don't know, I just, I don't see Skull Kid being in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. You know, I, I would really love to be proved wrong about that, but I just don't think I'm going to be, so...
1: I, I think that's where it comes down to, like, both of our our gut feeling is that it's not going to happen, but both of us desperately want it to happen, so...
0: Yeah, like, it, I, I thought that Skull Kid would have been, I was I seriously thought that he was going to get in Smash Ultimate, or not Smash Ultimate, Smash for Wii U. I did too. I really thought that his chances were really good, and then, um, you know, they had the whole assist trophy deal, which was kind of a bummer, so that didn't work out, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just, it, it doesn't feel like it makes sense for him to be in this, you know, iteration of Smash Ultimate, um, it, just, it makes more sense to me to have someone from Breath of the Wild be a playable character if you're going to pump up more Zelda characters. And, you know, I should. I think that there are going to be more Zelda characters, but I just think that it's going to be someone from Breath of the Wild, and I think that, you know, Impo probably makes sense. It's probably an easier character to do. Gets you some Skyward Sword love in there. Um, You know, you, you kind of have...
1: I mean, one of the I, things I, I that don't... contributes to... It be I guess it being a little more likely that Skull Kid ends up in the game is that Nintendo might be hesitant to choose who they're going to have represent Breath of the Wild because there are a lot of fan favorites in that game. You've got Seedon, you've got Mifa, you've got uh, Urbosa. Y- you know, you could pick any one of the champions and there's quite a significant fan base for them. So Nintendo faces that, the true, choice yeah. of, like, who there's, do we pick um... then, you know? Unless they include all of them, which hey, I'm also all for that Nintendo. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't think that that's very likely. I,
1: I like you're right. Like there's
0: there's a lot of characters in Breath of the Wild, but none of them, um, you know, none of them are more important to the story than the other. Really, like all the champions are at about the same level. All of the, the like the story in Breath of the Wild is really centered around Zelda and centered around Link. So everyone else is kind of a periphery character. So, but I mean, at the same time, you have some precedent where you go back to Smash for Wii U, and they've just picked Greninja, because he's the coolest and he's the fan favorite of the Pokemon starters to get in. Right. So they didn't exactly go... I mean, he was on the same level as as the other, you know, Pokemon starters for that generation, but they picked the coolest one, the ones that the fans seem to like the most, and they put him in. So, to me, that kind of says that, like, okay, Urbosa's chances of getting in are better than Daruk's, and... Mefas' chances of getting in are better than Rivali's. Um, what if they Sidon's did a Pokemon trainer-esque than... kind of thing,
1: like you know, where you just have you could select each champion or swap them out uh, uh, as a special? That would be, or like that'd
0: be pretty cool. I I don't think I'd really like that, but it would be cool. I I'd be selfish and want to see if they're going to go that route. Just have them all as their own characters,
1: individual characters.
0: Yeah. Um. I still think that maybe they could do the Blights, you know, or Calamity Ganon, and have his move be based off the Blights and stuff like that. I still think
1: mm-hmm. that could be a thing. It could. It, it definitely could. I'm again. I I err on and the you know, side with... of I'd rather not have Calamity Ganon in it, but
0: yeah. I, I mean, know. just just because he sucks in story doesn't mean he would suck in Smash.
1: Fair. Fair point. I'll give you that. <laughs> I think he'd, I think he'd be pretty cool. I, I could definitely, have, like, I, actually, uh, I'll say I'm certainly biased uh, on that front. I, I would rather see I other characters rather. just because I'm not the biggest fan of Calamity Ganon. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I, I think, like,
0: as far as rumors go, I don't know if I'm sold on Skull Kid in Smash Bros. Um, hey, I hope he is. So, uh, definitely. So I guess we'll, we'll see in the next couple weeks where we go. Um, I, I feel like another Smash Direct can't be that far away. Maybe, like, next month or the month after. Because you've got, you know, December is uh, quickly coming up on us here.
1: So. Well, also remember that uh, starting Tuesday, I believe, is Gamescom. So, we're going to be getting some information across the gaming news across the whole mm. spectrum. So... And Nintendo's definitely got a lineup. Uh, I believe Smash is included in that. I could be wrong. but uh,
0: Last thing to keep in mind about that too, Sakurai said that this time, uh, every single character would be revealed before the game came out. So there you go. It's true. Well, and I'm, we are last time, out of uh, the Duck Hunt dog and stuff like that weren't revealed until after the release already, but it, it was kind of everyone already knew that they were there. So there you have it. So we'll see about Skull Kid. Hope he's in. Don't think he will be.
1: Yep. I, mean, I want him in there. Likely. Yeah.
0: If we had Impa and we had Calamity Ganon, uh, I'd be okay with that.
1: I mean, I'd be okay with like Impa.
0: Yeah. I, I would like a character not in the Zelda Link or Ganon. Like, someone on outside of that, though. So, like, I really do like the idea of, um, you know, Skull Kid and Smash, but...
1: Anyways, telling you, man. We just need Impa, Groose, Skull Kid, and then uh, Zant. We're good.
0: No, get Zant out of here. Uh, <laughs> I would pick. I, I'm fine. I'll keep Impa. I'll keep Groose. And okay. I will add in. Not,
1: not, uh, not Zant. No, no You know, you know who I'm gonna add in. body. Ricky the kangaroo. Okay, I'm down. Let's do it, Ricky the Kangaroo. That guy,
0: that guy is a G, and he deserves to be in Smash Bros. Way more than that.
1: I am a thousand Luigi. percent okay. I was with about this.
0: to. I almost just dropped an F bomb right in this champion's cast when I was about to start talking about Luigi or Waluigi.
1: I I don't think it would have been the first time or the last time. Yeah, F, FW.
0: Oof. That's a new thing here on the champions cast. That's what that <laughs> means. Let's move on to our final topic here. I'm gonna tell you a story. I was on uh, I was on the Nintendo eShop looking for my next inspired by Zelda game, which you can catch over at ZeldaDungeon.net, new series written by me. And I was taking a look at the eShop and uh, noticed a game called Mulaka. And Mulaka, I've heard, is a you know pretty decent Zelda-esque adventure. The trailer is almost a beat-by-beat uh, recap of Breath of the Wild's trailer. So I went and bought it, and then. Realized that I didn't have enough space on my Switch anymore because I have so many games on there. So I bought an SD card online, and while I was online, I went and bought two games that were sitting in my wish list on Amazon Prime, and that was Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap and The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. And I was like, "Sweet, I got some. Gu- I got you know three new games. Cool." I look over at my shelf of Switch games, and there's already twenty plus games there. So I'm sitting there, and I say to myself. Is Nintendo Switch the greatest? Is it already the greatest Nintendo console ever? Now. No. That's a that's a that's a dubious statement, but hear me out here. You have The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. You have Super Mario Odyssey. You have Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Splatoon 2, You have Octopath Traveler. You have all these awesome indie games like uh, Hollow Knight, like Golf Story, like Blossom Tales. Like there's 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 so much on this Nintendo Switch. I would take that lineup of Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Mario Rabbids, Bayonetta. I would stack that against the top games of any console ever. And let's say that we're just stretching this out until the end of the year. By that time, we're going to have Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. We're going to have Pokemon Let's Go. This, This console is incredible. The amount of quality games for this console right now, I would stack up against any console ever. Is this, the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo's best console ever already? Not even two years into its release. That's my question for you.
1: I, you make you make some fair points. Switch has had some phenomenal releases. There's no getting around that. As you as you pointed out, Breath of the Wild, you know, at least from a gameplay sta- standpoint is one of the most standout and excellent releases for for Zelda in some time. And you know, Octopath Traveler just coming out and bringing a lot of that old-school RPG feel was, I feel, I feel, much needed. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I can't speak to because I never played the game. Splatoon 2 is amazing. You know, it, there are some fantastic titles coming out for Switch or or that have already come out. However, we also have consoles like the GameCube, the N64... The Wii, you know, all these different consoles that have come out over the past, you know, 20, 25 years of Nintendo's history. And they've all had similar, you know, lineups that have been incredible. We've got the GameCube with both Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. You've got N64 with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, as well as Super Mario 64 and the original Smash. And then rewind again to GameCube, you've got Melee, and then you've got Metroid. Uh, let's be honest, Metroid. the original
0: Smash isn't that good.
1: Well, okay. But let's also be real, that started a whole, <laughs> a whole line of series that is now much beloved by fans everywhere, and without it, we would not have Smash Ultimate. So... You know, if you're if you're gonna use one game for its favor, then you gotta use the other. But even even without even if you didn't have original Smash n 64 was still a great console, you've got Ocarina, Majora's no. Mask. Then you have Super Smash or sorry, not Super Smash, uh, Super Mario 64. You also have uh, Star Fox. I mean, there's there was quite a few great things about N64 and then GameCube blew everything or not everything but a lot of things that N64 did out of the water from a technical standpoint the GameCube was also the best console on the market it outperformed the PlayStation 2 and it outperformed the Xbox um no, it didn't. yeah by from a hardware standpoint it did not from no, a it didn't. yeah it no, did it, no, there it there's yeah no it did not there
0: are Xbox was was far and away the biggest like Xbox had
1: the most untapped potential. From a hardware standpoint, the GameCube was the best console on the market.
0: No, it wasn't. It was Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell on the Xbox was one of the most graphically advanced games of its time. Yes, it was. That game. That game could not run on any other console except for Xbox. Mm, No. Microsoft lost money on every Xbox because production of the console was so expensive because it was like, like the tech was so advanced.
1: Uh, I, I'm going go to go my grave. It definitely blows Xbox on out of
0: the water. I'll tell you that. Well, however, my, my claim that all of these games, and so this is not even two years into the Switch's life cycle. I would say that you could take the top, let's say three games on the switch. Let's just say for argument's sake, Those top three games on the Switch right now are Breath of the Wild, uh, Mario Odyssey, and let's say Splatoon 2. I think that you could take those top three games and stack them against the top three games of the Super Nintendo, the N64, the GameCube, and the Wii. And they would easily stand up. And and this this console is only gonna get better. I'm on pace to own more games for the Nintendo Switch than any other console ever by like a, by a mile. I think I only had like twenty five GameCube games, and that was like from the whole life of GameCube from start to finish.
1: Yeah, un- unfortunately, I can't. You know, out outside of knowing and playing a few of the games that it released for GameCube, I can't really speak to. GameCube's, I guess, longevity and total library of of excellent titles. But, I mean, you could also argue with the Wii. Like, from its debut, the Wii did pretty darn well. And then it came out with with such titles like Wii Fit, which apparently... Hey, if you were working at GameStop at the time, let me tell you, that like it, I don't think I sold any other game more than Wii Sports, Wii Fit, and probably uh the Twilight Princess version, or the Wii version of Twilight Princess. Then there was also um Mad World, if I remember, if I I think that was the the name of the game. It was a really really gritty title. It was unlike Many things that was released on this on the uh, on Nintendo consoles at the time. Then you had no man, uh, no more heroes. Was another, another. I I really would great. argue,
0: I would argue that the Wii is actually one of one of the weaker Nintendo systems in terms of quality games. That's not to say that it doesn't have a bunch of incredible games because it absolutely does, and in fact. Next week, we're going to be counting those games down. However, I think that you take the, the lineup of the Switch right now, and it it, it blows the, the Wii away. I say that the Switch might get, you know, the Super Nintendo N64 GameCube ones are maybe a little bit sticky. But, like, I, I just, like, I was looking at my Switch games. I was like, God, this is such a great system. This system is so, so, so good. And it's just going to keep getting better. Like, imagine in three years when the Switch's life cycle is winding down, how many great games there's going to be. There's probably going to be another Zelda sequel on there. Maybe another uh, Mario game. Um, and, and, in fact, New Super Mario Bros. U is rumored to be getting ported over to uh, the Switch sometime soon. So that'd be cool. There's going to okay, be that Pokemon we RPG.
1: We can't really Fire just Emblem. talk about ports, though. Because if we're talking about ports, like, every system has had many ports. Especially recently, where like porting games has been kind of the norm. Like, oh, yeah, you launch a, a new console, you're not going to have that many release titles per se. I'm so not, not even talking about ports though. Like,
0: stuff. You, could, you could even take the, the Switch's port games like uh, Mario Kart Deluxe, um, Bayonetta 2, uh, you could take those games right out, but then you're going to replace those games with like Bayonetta 3 if they make a new Mario Kart for the Switch. Then you'd have, you'd still have all of this new content that is okay, but is available your argument
1: is that it is already the best console that uh, I, Nintendo's I, ever made. Yes, released. I, I think, so you I think I would still stand by that. But you can't talk about the future in that same statement. If we're talking, okay, like I, well, the here, switch here. here. Being... I'm,
0: I'm not talking about the future right now. So if we take away, we take away Bayonetta Two. We take away Mario Kart Deluxe. We take away Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze Deluxe. You're still left with Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Mario Rabbids, um, Octopath Traveler, Blossom Tales, Hollow Knight, I Am Sid... Like, all these like amazing games, not to mention the third-party support. I think this is the greatest Nintendo console ever. I I'm think, making that bold claim.
1: You know what? You can make that bold claim, but I'm going to stand firm... And disagree with you. I think that the Nintendo Switch has the potential to be the greatest Nintendo console ever. And I think it's definitely headed in that direction. It does a lot of things I'm seeing that really it already really is. Well, and it innovates really well on things that they tried to do with the Wii U and failed at. But as it stands right now, I don't think it's quite earned that, that moniker yet. Well on the way. What do you guys think? Not quite there.
0: I want you to let us know. I want to spark some conversation here. Is Nintendo Switch already the greatest Nintendo console ever? Chime in. Let us know. Let me know that you agree with me and that you think Taylor is wrong as per usual. And that's a wrap on this week's Champions Cast. We're ending off with a heated debate And we are going to take this debate into next week where we're going to revisit an old topic. Kind of. We're going to be counting down the top 15 Wii games. Uh, It's going to be a format very similar to our Game Boy Advance episode. That's going to be a really fun show. I'm already putting the list together in my head. There were a lot of quality Wii games, so I'm excited to, uh, to get that list together and see what it looks like. Spoilers, Twilight Princess is a Wii game to me, so it's going to be on my list. Mm. it's not a Wii game. It was on the Wii, though. I, I played it, it on the Wii. It launched it with the Wii. So to me, to me, Twilight Princess is a Wii game. It's technically a GameCube title, but sure. It, it technically is. Even though it launched on the Wii first. But, I digress. That's going to be next week. You can uh, chime away what you think our predictions are going to be um, and let us know in the comments below. We want you to head over to SoundCloud head over to iTunes. We want you to drop us a like, drop us a comment, drop us a subscription. And then once you've done that, head over to Twitter. Follow me at spateri 316 Follow Taylor at GIF underscore Bluehawk. And for the entire Champions cast, we will see you guys next week. As always, it has been a pleasure.
1: And we're out. Thanks for listening.